0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Honduras Now podcast. I am your host, Karen Spring. First, I just wanted to thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I'm really excited to get this podcast off the ground. Honduras Now is a podcast about what is going on in that small Central American country, the country that I have called home for almost 11 years now. I want to share the human rights issues and the human rights stories that I hear in the work that I do throughout the country. I want to take you alongside me as I visit communities, I go to events, and as I travel all around the country. This podcast is going to link these trips and these human rights stories with global issues and with North American policies. There are so many examples. These are examples of types of episodes and stories you can expect to hear on the Honduras Now podcast. In one episode, we will talk to a Honduran woman about her life and her experiences working inside an American-owned sweatshop. Then, in another episode, I'll take you on a trip to speak with a community in a difficult fight against a Canadian and U.S.-owned gold mine as they protect their community cemetery from the mine's expansion. In another episode, we'll hear from a Honduran that has to make that very difficult decision to flee the country and make the difficult journey to the U.S.-Mexico border. And finally, another example, I'll tell you the the time that a North American delegation stood down on Duran military and police to stop the violent eviction of a community of small farmers. So now I want to share a little bit about who I am. I am a human rights activist and researcher and I'm currently the Honduras-based coordinator for the Honduras Solidarity Network or the HSN. And the HSN is a network of over 30 organizations from across the United States and Canada. So I arrived to Honduras two, three weeks after the 2009 military coup. And the first person that I accompanied and met was Berta Cáceres, who I'm sure I will refer to throughout this podcast very frequently. So after arriving to Honduras, I stayed for 11 plus years it's where I met my partner who I married uh, in 2018 while he was a political prisoner inside a maximum security prison and he was arrested in the context of the 2017 electoral crisis fighting to free Edwin my partner at the time from that maximum security prison was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life he was arrested alongside 22 other political prisoners in the same context so in the 11 years that I've lived in Honduras I've traveled all around the country. I've documented so many different issues. I have been in communities. I'm very frequently in the court system accompanying legal cases. So I really do a lot of so-called grunt work. So the day-to-day human rights work, which I have done for almost 11 years now. And in the time that I have lived in Honduras, I've also gone home and gone back to Canada to take a break. And I did a master's in public health. And in both of my academic studies that I continued, After going to Honduras, I did my placements and I did my master's thesis in Honduras on the different issues that I work on. So for example, I did my master's in public health research, working with Honduran women that were affected or their health was affected. They had muscular skeletal disorders as a result of the repetitive work that they were doing on the assembly lines inside Canadian and American owned sweatshops in Honduras. And so I spent a lot, a couple months working with them, interviewing them and really researching what were these policies? that were causing these women to basically have these very serious debilitating health problems. In addition to my academic work, I've written reports about different human rights issues in Honduras. I've also been featured by the media in The Guardian, ABC News, Truthout, and many others. So I just talked about a lot of different events. The 2017 electoral crisis, the 2009 coup d'état, and Honduran indigenous activist Berta Cáceres. If you're wondering about what all of this is, you now have a great reason to keep listening and to Join me in future episodes of the Honduras Now podcast. Join me as I share Honduras through my eyes, as I give you a glimpse into the difficulties of life in one of the most dangerous countries and regions in the world where violence, insecurity and corruption are the norm. Now I just want to mention two housekeeping things. So first, this podcast is going to be in English. Honduras is a Spanish-speaking country, so I'm going to have to translate all the interviews that I do with Hondurans. Very few Hondurans that I work with speak English. I want to share what people have to say. So I am going to be translating a lot of the interviews that I do, which obviously will break apart the social part of the conversation I have with these people. But it's necessary in order to share their words with you and also I won't be recording in a professional studio and so there is going to be background noise and it's really literally impossible to find silence anywhere in the country whether I'm at home or on the street so I just want to give everybody a heads up about that. So I'm really excited to get this podcast launched and I wanted to thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast by going to HondurasNow.org to join our mailing list and that way you will be notified of the podcast's official launch. I'm also asking people for donations to this podcast to help cover the cost of production. A link to make a donation can be found on our website. Thank you so much again and please go to HondurasNow.org, join our mailing list and get the first episodes in your inbox. Hasta pronto and thanks again.